of Jesus, come what may. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Ryan Young, and joining me now is president and publisher of Regnery Publishing, Thomas Spence, here to discuss the publishing industry, censorship, and the hypocrisy of the left. Mr. Spence, it's great to have you on the show, and I guess happy Banned Books Week. Yes, indeed. We're uh, coming up on the end of it. This this week is Banned Books Week. Okay, so I saw your op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about it. What is this holiday, and I guess who really created it? What's going on here? Yeah, Banned Books Week is a an annual promotion that's sponsored by the American Library Association and the American Booksellers Association and, and some other organizations. Those are the main two. It's been going on since, I think, 1982, so for quite a while. Uh, it purports to be a way to uh, encourage people to buy and read, you know, banned books. But the, the question is, what, what is a banned book? And if you, if you go to your local public library this week or to a, a bookstore, and you see the display for Banned Books Week, you may be uh, puzzled to see that, that all of the books being promoted um, don't seem to have been banned. And in fact, most of them have been huge bestsellers. Wow. <laughs> so so the, the question is, what do they mean by banned books week, and by, by banned books? If I, if I tell you, Ryan, that a, that a particular book has been banned, what, what do you assume? I would assume it's something conservative or Judeo-Christian values or maybe Huckleberry Finn, something around there. Right, 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 right. But I mean, what do you think has happened to it? Uh, that it's no longer allowed, well, I, no longer allowed on the marketplace. I don't know. Right, right. Okay. I think that's what most people would think. You know, when we talk about a banned book, we think of the Soviet Union and you know Alexander Solzhenitsyn or the Bible, things like that. Right, right. In other words, a book. If a book is banned, some authority has made it unavailable to the general public, to most to people who want to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And banned books week is not about that at all. The books that are promoted in libraries and bookstores are, for the most part, uh, books by left-wing authors on, you know, some woke topic, usually something related to sex or gender and and race. There are some others. There's a handful of uh, old classics. You mentioned Huckleberry Finn, you know, that's Mm -hmm. typically promoted in this. But, But what these books supposedly have in common is that somewhere... Someone has objected to that book being available in a particular setting. It's typically in a school. So if, if a parent in Peoria has objected that his six-year-old is, you know, being given Heather has two mommies in his elementary school library, mm-hmm. well, then that counts as a, as a banned book for Banned Books Week. Wow. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a joke, I think. There's a certain amount of hypocrisy. And the books that are, well, let's just say there's, there's a, a, an easily identifiable I, ideological slant to the list of books that mm-hmm. get promoted at Banned Books Week. And they're not conservative books. Okay. The reason I wrote this op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that has provoked this interview <laughs> is that this year, 20. 20- 21, 
for the first time, I would argue, at least in in a long time, in the United States, we really are starting to see some some true book banning. In other words, attempts to make books uh, generally unavailable, to make them disappear. Mm-hmm. That's new. And uh, curiously enough, none of the books that have been subject to that are going to appear in any banned Books Week promotion wow. at your library or bookstore. Wow. So it sounds like, to me, the ones that are actually morally degrading or actually harmful to our youth are the ones that Banned Books Week are promoting, but then the ones that touch on conservative principles aren't being mentioned in this week. That's right. That's right. All right. So it's it's ideologically one-sided, and it's also factually one-sided, right? There are no, no banned books in Banned Books Week, <laughs> and the, band, the books that are banned aren't there. Mm-hmm. What books has Amazon or these other corporations really, I, I don't know who all are the major players right now, I assume Amazon, are um, censoring mm-hmm. your books from Ragnarie? Yeah, well, there, there are a couple, of, a couple of things that have happened that, that I wrote about. Uh, one involves Amazon. So Amazon is, is something very new in human history. I suppose you've grown up with Amazon always there, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <But> I remember, <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I, you know, until just a few years ago, if, if you wanted a book that was not, you know, it, it could be a lot more difficult to put your hands on any given book, unless it was something new that was, you know, going to be in your local bookstore. Um, so, and the other, the other thing was that um, when I got in, when I started in book publishing, Know, 25 or 30 years ago, Amazon was didn't exist, I think, and and it was, or just beginning mm-hmm. to get our books into any bookstore. You had to persuade the buyers there to take them, and the book business, as you probably know, at every level is is pretty dominated by the left, right? So the the buyers at the the chain bookstores and the independent bookstores are not generally very welcoming to conservative titles. They'll, they'll buy them occasionally if they think that it will sell, that there's enough demand, but it's, you've got a hostile audience there. When Amazon came along, all of a sudden, that problem was solved because Amazon w- would take you know, virtually anything, and suddenly our books were available to anybody on earth who wanted to get them. Mm-hmm. So that was that was nice. That was a great development for us. Good for good for independent publishers, small publishers, and and conservative writers. But it's a double-edged sword because uh, now Amazon has come to dominate the book business. Um, you know, to to an extent that a lot of people are starting to call it a monopoly. And uh, if a book is not carried by Amazon, then it's for all practical purposes, invisible in the marketplace. So people on, particularly on the left, the forces of wokeness have realized that they can get rid of a troublesome book by getting it off of Amazon. Now that's maybe easier said than done, but that's, that's become the goal. And they, they do that the same way, same way that they ban books, you know, in other settings, from universities, from school curricula, they say, well, that a particular book is, uh, you know, damaging, it's hate speech, it's hate speech, so it's undeserving of any protection. 
it's misinformation, whatever. So the first book that I'm aware of that that they succeeded in in removing from Amazon was a book called When Harry Became Sally by Ryan Anderson. And uh, that book is a is a discussion. It, it's a, an analysis of the transgender movement. Okay. It's a it is uh, as far from hate speech as you can imagine, but it's it's critical of the transsexual agenda. And the uh, Amazon employees who did not like it were able to persuade the company to remove it from uh, from Amazon.com. So overnight, without warning and with no explanation to the author or the publisher, which is in counter books, that book disappeared. Wow. And, you know, Amazon is where people generally go. You hear about a book, you go to Amazon to learn about it and then to buy it. Mm-hmm. So it, so- it sounds to me... Regnery published... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds to me like what what's taking place on Amazon and in the book publishing industry is very similar to what's taking place uh, with social media right now in the censorship of, yes. we saw President Trump and all sorts of different conservative voices. Yes, it, it's it's exactly the same thing. And, uh, and it's, you know, kind of equally as dangerous. If you know, t- Twitter is not the only way to express yourself, <laughs> but but it's a p- pretty important way, right? Mm-hmm. And and for a lot of people, it's their main platform. This is the case with another one of our authors, Alex Berenson, who writes about. Uh, he's a reporter who covers the, the pandemic and COVID and criticizes the sort of official public response to it. Twitter banned him for life uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was his main platform. Suddenly gone. So the same thing with, with Amazon, except I suppose Amazon dominates book sales even more than any you know, single social media site. But uh, we published a book, Regnery published a book called Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier, who uh, I happen to have here in my hand a copy of Imprimus from June, July, which nice. featured a, a talk that Abigail gave at Hillsdale. Mm-hmm. And uh, a group of employees that called themselves Glamazon petitioned the company to remove the book because it was hate speech and it was, you know, unacceptable. This is a book by an extremely serious journalist and lawyer who had done all kinds of research, and it's a serious treatment of a serious topic. Mm-hmm. She looks at the, um, the effects of the transgender m- craze on teenage girls. And that petition went through the review process at Amazon, and our sources told us it went all the way to the top. Wow. There was never a word said to the author or to the publisher that this book was under consideration for for banning. And in the end, someone at Amazon seems to have been able to protect it, and they decided not to remove that book. But that book was on trial for its life. Right, mm-hmm. it was uh, came within a whisker of of vanishing. Wow. That's the power of Amazon, and that's the power of, of a small but savvy and determined group that were uh, almost able to ban that book. They they succeeded at Target. You can't buy the book from Target. Target's not nearly as important as Amazon for book sales. Right. right. So yeah, and uh, you know they are not gonna they're not gonna stop right because the the power that that is within their grasp if if they can start removing books from Amazon they're going to be the uh the censors for the country 
Right. How do we how do we fight back against this? Are there any lawsuits that you've um, gotten involved with? No. Well, we are not involved in any lawsuits uh, at the moment, mm-hmm. and you know, in this case, the 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 petition that moved to ban that book failed. Mm-hmm. If uh, if it were to go the other way, and uh, Amazon were to start taking our books down, we would have to consider you know, what legal recourse we might have. It's, of course, very expensive and time-consuming and cumbersome to bring a lawsuit. But, uh, but Amazon is... I'm all in favor of private enterprise, and I don't think... I think somebody who runs his business should, for the most part, be left alone and allowed to sell what he wants, right? right? right. But Amazon is not your standard business. They're, they have become more like your electric company. You know, they're... they're uh, almost like a utility. So people are, are looking at the uh, antitrust arguments there, and we'll, we'll see, see what happens to Amazon. But in the meantime, it's, it's important for people to, to be vocal, to protest. I mean, I think they do listen to customers and, mm-hmm. um, and just to be aware of what's going on, because uh, there's no announcement when they decide to take a book down, right? So right. Somebody, somebody needs to make a fuss. Well, you're making that fuss, and I'm I'm happy. <laughs> We're trying. Yes, that's right. Now you might think, aha, the perfect vehicle for protesting this is Banned Books Week, which you yeah. know the American Booksellers Association promotes. Shouldn't they be all over this? And and since they represent independent bookstores, they generally don't like Amazon anyway. They'd like to give Amazon a black eye. Mm-hmm. But curiously enough. The American Booksellers Association has not written to the defense of Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage. And in fact, they have led the charge against it, which is another story I have, which was the, the, the American Booksellers Association is a trade group that represents independent bookstores, which is a generally a very left-wing group of people. Mm. We find it difficult to sell our books, to get those, these independent bookstores to carry Regnery's conservative books. Um, but we, we decided to take advantage of a program that the ABA offers called the, the white box mailing. So every two months, the ABA, uh, for a fee, will, will mail a, a small box full of a few review copies of books to all of their members, 750 independent bookstores across the country. Wow. And we decided to do that with irreversible damage. And we thought there's actually a certain appeal of this book to liberal readers because a lot of feminists have praised the book because there are some feminists that have a problem with the transgender thing. You know, turning women into men mm-hmm. and doing it, especially when they're young, vulnerable girls, is not necessarily a feminist goal. Right. So we, we decided to pitch the book to this, a new group and you know, see what we could do. So this book, or, or this summer, went out in the mail to 750 independent bookstores uh, as part of the ABA's mailer. Mm-hmm. Well, the box arrived at a bookstore in Brooklyn where a clerk opened it up and was aghast to discover, among this handful of books, one which appeared to contradict her deeply held views wow. on a subject that she was passionate about. Mm-hmm. This is a person who works in a bookstore. You might think she would be prepared to encounter varying viewpoints. You would think. <laughs> she was so, yeah. She was so horrified that she did 
what everyone does now when, when he's upset, you go to Twitter, right? So she went onto Twitter and she tweeted out a picture of the book and ex- excoriated the ABA for offending her by sending this book to her. The ABA, instead of of either ignoring her or (laughs) responding, you're a bookstore, why don't you grow up? And no one's forcing you to sell that book. It's Mm -hmm. just a review copy to look at. Uh, The ABA issued an apology that was so craven that you would have thought it was a parody. And they said, what we did in sending that book out was inexcusable and was an act of violence. They actually called it an act of violence and promised never to do it again, to review all their procedures and basically start censoring the books that they send out to bookstores, you know, to to review. Mm -hmm. And then they followed it up a few days later with a, a much longer statement repeating everything they'd said about this being a violent act. So this is an organization, the American Booksellers Association, that is the chief co-sponsor of Banned Books Week. Wow. And yet, there they are leading the book banners. They don't, they don't want a bookstore employee to even encounter an unpleasant <laughs> opinion you know, in the form of a book. So it's, it's pathetic. It's beyond parody, but that's, right. that's where we are. It's laughable at first until you realize that, wait a minute, this is actually taking place, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was looking into different um, laws and different things to see if someone were to challenge this and say it ends up landing somewhere in the Supreme Court. I saw a Supreme Court decision Mm -hmm. in 1982, Board of Education, Island Trees Union, Free School District v. Pico. They ruled 5-4 that public schools cannot remove books simply because they dislike the ideas contained in those books. I know you have a law background. Uh, do you mm-hmm. think that this could mm-hmm. this could be like a precedent uh, for the Supreme Court? Uh, you know, maybe they they, they make a, a a big deal about that decision actually in Banned Books Week because they're all they're concerned that books not be removed from school libraries. But it's mm-hmm. generally, you know, they they don't want parents to be able to remove the Marquis de Sade from your elementary school library. Uh, um, the 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 problem here is that Amazon. Is a is a private party, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, generally, private businesses don't have to sell uh, merchandise that that they don't want to sell. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not absolute, and uh, the I suppose one argument against it is that well, we we force certain businesses that are you know public accommodations. To, to serve all comers, right? So a restaurant can't turn you away because you're black or because you're white or, or whatever. Um, and it, it may be that Amazon is becoming uh, so powerful that it's, uh, it, it, it cannot be treated like, uh, you know, a mom and pop bookstore on Main Street. Right. We'll we'll see. Right now, there that the, that kind of uh, law doesn't doesn't cover Amazon because it's not it's not uh, public. It's not the school district. You know, it's not part of the government. But um, I think whatever the legal legal recourse might be down the road, the main the most important thing is just publicity is getting the word out and people 
people uh, screaming about this when it happens, right? The American Booksellers Association should not be able to do something as outrageous, utterly inexcusable, and hypocritical as what they did with Abigail Schreier's book. Right. And 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 get away with it. You know, not pay a price in the marketplace. People need to know. And then they turn around and sponsor Banned Books Week. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to we try to get the word out on that. And you can do it with outrage and you can also do it with humor. You know, there's yeah. most of these cases where somebody's canceling or banning or removing a book, the the people look like idiots. Right. And, Right. When it's showing like this, like that, that poor clerk at the bookstore in Brooklyn, you know, what a pathetic person. Mm-hmm. Um, if Amazon starts removing our books, that gets a little more serious, right? Because mm-hmm. then the book's not, not available for sale. Well, Mr. Spence, I appreciate you taking the time to share this story and getting it more and more public and remaining civil at the same time because it's so easy to get worked up with these woke leftists. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I, Ryan, thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored to be on Radio Free Hillsdale. I'm a huge fan of Hillsdale. Thank my, you. One of my daughters-in-law went there. Nice. Uh, class of 12, I believe. And uh, I admire the place enormously. It's so important. It becomes more important every day. So good for you and good for you for uh, getting your start in radio. You've done a great job with this interview. Thanks thank so you. much for having I, me. I appreciate that. I'm Ryan Young, and this is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.